All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Uh, things are well here. We got a couple of quick things to uh, tell listeners up front. Uh, first of all, uh, background noise. I'm, I'm recording with my kid in the house, one of them, and uh, I've set him in front of the TV like any good parent would. So he might wander in here and disrupt things. And you said you might have some action going on at your place that might disrupt uh, the podcast. What do you got going on? Yeah, two things. Uh, the new puppy, for one, she's always kind of loud. But then the dog that lives upstairs uh, with, with our friends who we share the backyard with is in heat, which in, means my dog in, that still has his winter? balls is going crazy. That's What's odd. Up? I thought they went in heat in spring, not in December slash January. I thought it was spring was, was the time animals like to fuck. Look, it's the Me Too generation, all right? Bitches don't have to listen to you anymore. <laughs> They can, they can do what they want. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, so that's then. Uh, for listeners that might be joining us for the first time, uh, the dog upstairs is like a Saint Bernard, and you have a Chihuahua. And we have shown a picture on the podcast before of your dog trying to mount the Saint Bernard, which is just goddamn hilarious. Yeah. So basically, what's going on is it's a Saint Bernard mix. Mine's a Chihuahua. So he's literally about a tenth of her size, which means he'll he'll try to mount her, but he can't reach. Like his legs are too little, and she's into him. So she'll just she'll she'll be like, "Well, I'm gonna stand here and put my tail up because that's what nature has programmed me to do." Rest is up to you, little buddy. And they don't have Kama Sutra for dogs or whatever. You know, they just have one of them stands there, the other one grabs on and humps. So he grabs on and humps, and he's just like, that's what I'm programmed to do. Nothing's happening yet, but I think if I, I think I'm close. I think I'm close. He's I'm within a few inches. Leg, though. He's like, like, like when a dog humps a human leg, he's just basically hitting her. Like, does he at least hit her with his nose when he gets up on that high? Like, he's, he's, he thinks he's humping, but he could at least give her some nose action. Well, so he, he will definitely give her nose and tongue action, right? Uh, he's, he's, very, he's a very cunnilingus-y dog uh, without grossing out the <laughs> listeners too much. But then after, after the foreplay's done, which he stretches because, you know, you know it's, it's the only part he seems to really get down. But he, uh, hang on one second. My, my puppy is trying to chew on my other head. Oh, quit it. Evil little dog. So what happens with puppies. They don't know the rights and wrongs yet. They haven't been punished enough. Oh, I'm going to get one of those electric collars on her. Just go full evil. <laughs> Just sit around zapping her all day. Sit around zapping a five-pound dog. I was going to say, she's a chihuahua, too. Any, any shock collar would have that would kill her. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would have to rig something out of a deep, out of a, one of those nine-volt batteries. <laughs> something Maybe small. something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so the other day... Uh, yesterday, they're, they're watching another dog upstairs. It's it's like a full-grown pit bull. He's 90 pounds, big dog. He also has his balls. That The bigger dog, apparently, though, the, the one that's in heat, apparently wants nothing to do with this pit bull. She's just not into him. For whatever reason, she doesn't like him. Into my dog. So they're, they're out in the backyard the other day, and my dog's doing his thing. He's trying to get up on her and everything. Um, and the pit bull comes out. And my dog attacks the pit bull and, like, apparently cut his ear or something. 
And the pit bull, I felt bad because that pit bull is the sweetest dog. And I know it was good. Like, he, he'll pet you, he'll let you pet him if, if he doesn't know you. I'm and just I know laughing that, because of the image of a chihuahua going after a 90-pound pit bull. Is oh, yeah. I was at work. I wish I had been there. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to see it. But it's it's hilarious, you know. But, but I also feel bad for that dog. Michael Vick would have jerked off to that. Yeah, I mean the the odds. Yeah, Vic was looking at it. He'd have been like, you know, I wish I had money on that little dog because the odds on that little dog had to be low. I mean, it had to be about a thousand to one on the pit bull over the Chihuahua. It's but like the, the Chihuahua Cleveland Browns going up against the Patriots and you know winning. Yeah, yeah, he definitely. I, I think yeah, Mike Mike Vic would have thought a fix was in or something. I I, I think he would have been suspicious about that fight. But either way, yeah, he, he bit the other dog on the ear. Its ear was apparently bleeding pretty good. But I know it was going through that other dog's head. Was, he's such a sweet dog. He was like, oh, hey, I wonder if that little dog wants to play. Wow, he plays really rough. Oh, he's not really playing. Oh, oh no, my ear's bleeding. I think that's all that went through his head, man. So I feel bad for that dog. Well, meanwhile, the St. Bernard is like, wow, you know, like this, this big uh, 90-pound pit bull is into me, whatever, but... But my man, my my little Chihuahua, he stands up for me. He's you know that she she's going with confidence and aggression. You know, she likes the alpha male. That's true. My dog fought extra hard because he was trying to hump a bigger dog and couldn't reach. So he now hates all other big dogs that have balls. He's like fuck them. <laughs> He's got the ultimate Napoleon complex. He's just like <laughs> screw you. Having balls that can reach just doesn't make you a man. I'll show you what makes a man. And he, he's just evil now. That could have made, uh, it is too bad you weren't home. That could have made America's funniest home videos if that's still a thing. Well, at least you could Screw have Screw that. If, if I would have been there, yeah, it YouTube would have been kids. good on America's funny home videos. I would have yelled world star hip hop as I recorded my dog fighting the, the, uh, the pit bull. So that, I said there were two things that we needed to discuss at the top, and I probably should have gone with the other one first. I just wanted to give the listeners a heads up on background noise. Um, longtime listeners or even listeners that have been listening for two, three weeks or something like that, if we have any of those, I have no idea, might have been confused when they hit play today, when they, when they oh, we got a new Idiots on Parade, and they played it. Um, Jake, you don't know this. Uh, new music. For the intro, new intro music, new year. Nice. This is posting on 2018. You remember my uh, jazz musician friend in New York City? Yeah. Well, you and I have talked about this in the past, where, like, we're we're a podcast, we're nobodies, and I looked up when we started the podcast, like, okay, say I take a copyrighted song and I play five seconds of it. Is that legal? I'm not doing it for for profit. Will I get sued? And you get contradictory in, uh, results on the internet because that's what the internet's about. Like some places will say like, oh no, five seconds is fair game. Other places will say five seconds will get you sued. And then you said, right. well, fuck, Stanhope plays entire songs because it's just a podcast. And, you know, it's not like we, we don't have sponsors. We're, but either right. way, he's a jazz musician. He wrote a song. Uh, it's actually, it doesn't have a title. It's just sort of a sketch. He's, he called it. He was just fucking around in the studio. And I liked it a lot. And I said, well, this will never get us in trouble because we have full rights to use this. We have permission to, to play this song. So I uh, chopped it down. And uh, this, this podcast we are recording right now will be the first one with new music. Nice. Looking forward to listening to it. See, I had another friend that makes music that I wanted to use for an intro on the podcast. But it's, it's all Norwegian black metal. 
So I don't know if it's really the right kind of vibe for the beginning. So I'm, I'm glad that your friend had the jazz because I think that's going to fit the show much better. Well, it's actually uh, the odd one because you remember he's, he, he's an African-American jazz musician. Um, the song at the beginning of the podcast, it's country. It's, it's got a country vibe to it. There are no words. You know, we're oh, only nice. playing 20 seconds. But it's, it's definitely got this sort of rolling country, not... not uh, what's that called? Uh, hick hop, where uh, hick hop, where it's the hip hop, but it's uh, for, for Southern Hicks hick hop, uh, where it's all about you know driving in my truck and fucking my cousin. It's it's oh just, that shit's awful. That's as bad as like the rock rap from the nineties. Yeah, 90s, the, yeah it's, it's like it's like uh, the limp biscuit of country. Yeah, uh, this is just like uh, it's it's just a country vibe, and I think people like it. But either way. Uh, so I, I did say this. I said it's 2018. We are recording this uh, the day before New Year's Eve, and it'll get posted on New Year's Day. We post the Monday of every week. Uh, you doing anything exciting for New Year's Eve, Mr. Jake? Hey, not really. I'm, I'm recording a show for work, and then I'm going to try to make it to my girlfriend's work because she wants me to kiss her at midnight, even though she works right down in Times Square. So I might think of a convenient excuse not to do that. Uh, Times Square is supposed to be cold as shit and packed as shit. It's always yeah, packed. Yeah, it's going to be awful. Um, but, you know, why not? I'll Who give her cares? a kiss before she goes to work. What the fuck? <laughs> I get to kiss my wife at midnight if we are awake. I, I generally have a comedy show every New Year's Eve. And this year I don't. This year I'm working Friday, Saturday. And they wanted... And this makes sense. So the comedy club, what they did is they hired a comic for New Year's Eve... And then they hired me for Friday, Saturday, because what they wanted to do is they wanted to make sure that every show was like they didn't want people to go, oh, well, I was going to go to New Year's Eve, but fuck it. The same comedians there Saturday night. I'll just go see him on Saturday. So now it's like I'm there Friday, Saturday. And then if they want New Year's Eve, it makes it a little more special, if that makes sense. So I got New Year's Eve off. I get to hang with the the family. We're going to have people over to destroy our house and uh, and we'll see how late we make it last year. My wife had people over when I was out performing, and she said they made it till 9 p.m., 9 p.m., and then everybody went home. So, Oh, nice. Big, uh, big, uh, almost two uh, New Year's Eve celebration there when you make it almost three hours before the actual New Year and, and call it quits. That's cool. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of festivities, I, I suppose, and tra- tradition. I, fi- I find tradition... Uh, overwhelming not not overwhelming just uh restrictive it's like telling me what to do like i i have to leave the house and swim through times square on a cold new year's eve i i I don't want to do that i want to stay home and get caught up on boardwalk empire you don't uh do that for tradition you do that because the the missus wants you to because that's how you you well that's the reason i'm doing it but the reason she wants to do it is tradition I, th- I hear my son calling me in the background. Apparently, he's just talking to the TV now. I heard him saying "daddy," but he's uh, talking about Dino Dan. He's watching uh, Dino Dan on Amazon Prime. It's dinosaurs, which boys love, so it's perfect. Nice, nice. All right, so uh, I, you know, I heard Dino Dan was uh, sexually harassing interns too. Man, none of <laughs> none of our heroes are safe. None of them. None they of keep, them. They're, they're all monsters, even the dinosaurs. This, um, this goes way back, these allegations, to prehistoric times. Well, they'd have to. So, do you, uh, you've been working a lot. Uh, the reason we are recording with my kid here is because we tried to hook up during the week and the schedules just weren't happening. Um, do you have any... We, we haven't done a caller of the week in a while. Do you have any backlogged callers of the week? I, I didn't ask you before the podcast, so I'm sort of putting you on, 
on the spot here, but have you had any interesting calls lately? No, nah, not really. Not any interesting calls or anything. Um, I, I did do the Steve Bannon show. I uh, I did the boards for that. He, wait, he wasn't wait, wait. Before recording... we get too far in, uh, is, sometimes you don't tell what shows you're working on. I just want to make sure that you don't want me to go back and edit out what show you're working on later. Oh, that's a good point. I Yeah, I probably shouldn't say that. But Well, you ah, can just say it. Let's it. just not talk about it. So you worked on the it's Steve Bannon show. Talk... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good point. That way I don't have yeah. to edit it. Yeah, there's just nothing. It, it honestly, there wasn't a whole lot I, I got from that anyway. So, yeah. All right. So, what do you want to talk about then, Mr. Jake? We've rambled on long enough. I suppose we should pick a topic. We got. Uh, um, I I don't think we ever talked about Trump declaring Jerusalem the capital of Israel. Uh, I don't think we talked about the tax bill. Um, passing. Oh, we, could do, we could do. We could do Israel. I suppose. I. The thing about Israel is. Actually, we did. We did. You said it should be turned over to the Hindus, and I said it should be nuked. We did talk about it. Fuck. Oh. See, I was much nicer on that one than you. Jesus Christ. I said, no, no. I nuked after we evacuate. I say we evacuate the city so there are no, no people in there, and then we just blow up all the silly fucking, you know, you talk about tradition being silly. I say we blow up all the silly, you know, monuments and bullshits and bricks and fucking places that people worship because whatever of their invention. See, you're God going much religion. further with this hatred of tradition. I just, yeah. <laughs> I dislike tradition enough to where I don't want to leave the house and get cold. You want to drop nuclear weapons so much you hate tradition. That's a I whole other level. I just hate the level. fact that there are three goddamn religions fighting over the same city because they think it's important. So I just want to say, look, if you all think this city is important uh, for your own silly purposes because your goddamn religion was founded here or, you know, your prophet took a shit here, Let's just lay it to waste, and there you go. Now nobody has anything special. It's like kids, basically. I have two kids, and when they start fighting over a toy, you say, God damn it, if you don't stop fighting, I'm taking that toy away. And that's what I think we should do with all these religious shrines that these idiots fight over, is say, if you fuckheads can't get along because you all think that this goddamn place is important, then everybody leave the city, we blow it up, and then you can move back and start fresh, and you just have the land, free and clear, no historical relevance, uh, relevance just now you just build your houses there and get along for fuck's sake can we try to give it to the hindus first your plan sounds extreme <laughs> let's try mine first then you oh, have then I four wanted, factions i wanted to gentrify it. it too i wanted to bring in hipsters because that worked with brooklyn you know what i mean yeah, it used we... to be a lot of gang violence in brooklyn now not so much you know it got gentrified we sent in the hipsters to set up like uh little vegan halal restaurants and stuff like that Little little bars that look like mosques and churches, but then you go in and they serve you drinks and stuff. <laughs> they serve nice. you craft beer. Well, this is all covered ground, so let's switch to the tax bill that passed. Um, I, I, I never get too fucking worked up over uh, much of anything that takes place. You can see all people screaming on both sides, this is going to save America, this is going to kill America. The thing I always find interesting about these bills are the fact that they sort of... They push everything off into the future. You you have these... The, the interesting thing about this one is uh, people have these tax cuts, the middle class and poor, everybody's saying, oh, it's going to fuck the middle class and poor, and it kind of will, but they say in 2025 when the tax cut expires for the, yeah, that's the odd. people. That's, that's a long time to push something off. Man. Right. It's like we, we gave you these tax cuts that will be... Uh, permanent for corporations after 2025, but people... So basically what they're saying is we're going to run the deficit up until 2025, and then whoever takes over is kind of fucked. They're going to come into a situation... And I just... I I get... I, I get the idea of getting angry over it, but just... 
the idea that it's going to collapse the country tomorrow. Everybody says, oh, as soon as this tax bill is passed, everything's going to fall to shit. And the other part of passing it is in, it, there are election years in 2018, 2020, and 2022, given the presidency and, and the House and Senate, you know, like, yeah, all absolutely. This shit that was one thing I was thinking about. Changes. All this stuff, yeah. I mean, can it be undone? Because I mean, we're seeing a lot of that going on with the Affordable Care Act right now. You know, which also, if you saw, had its almost best year ever. They they got almost nine million people uh, signing up for the for ACA, and this was without any help or any push. Trump tried to bury it. He tried. It. People thought it had been canceled, and yet more people signed up for it. Everybody that tries to say it's dead, it's doing fine. You know, people are signing up for it. They want it. Now, whether it's not whether or not it's the greatest legislation in the world is debatable. It's, it's not even debatable. It's not the greatest legislation. It helps people some. It doesn't help everybody, but it's the better it's better than the nothing we had before. But it's definitely not dead. Well, and that, that's just it. It's not perfect. And I mean, prices are going up on it. And so it's it, I don't think that it's it's a perfect solution going, well, we'll just make everybody buy health insurance. What if insurance companies ever fucked anyone over, you know? I, yeah, I mean, no that's, that to me is not an ideal situation, but when the alternative is just, eh, fuck sick people. Let them pull themselves up by their sick little bootstraps, you know? And I'm just like, all right, well, that's, you got you to gotta have something in place. You've done nothing but yell about this for eight years. I mean, you think you'd have something. But um, I, I, yeah, I think unless you're going to drive down the cost of, healthcare itself unless you got some kind of plan for that we're we're kind of doomed to to pay a lot for insurance or taxes or anything because if the health the cost of healthcare in this country is higher than anywhere else on the planet unless that changes we're going to have a hard time paying for it i mean it's it's that simple well, we pay for it in different ways. Uh, when you say the cost of healthcare is higher than anywhere else, that's true when you just look at the cost of healthcare. But when you look at other countries that have uh, single payer, then they pay higher taxes. And right now, I'm I'm saying things like the actual the the costs of the equipment and yeah, how yeah, much yeah. we pay the companies well, that it's produce stuff. It's a for-profit system, and that's it's a for-profit system. And for years, they've only been paying. They've only been sending bills to insurance companies' computers, basically. They're, they haven't been handing a bill to a guy going, hey, what the fuck? Why am I paying 100 bucks for aspirin? They basically turn it all over to an algorithm that comes back with like, hey, give us a little bit less. And so we'll, the, then they lower the price a little bit. But th that's how they've kind of dealt with inflation of stuff over the years. And it's, it's just spiraled out of control. And so now the shit is just way expensive. That and the insurance costs for doctors as well. Those two things have just driven the, the the cost through the ceiling and so there's there's not going to be an effective way of paying for this shit unless they deal with that and ne neither side the right or the left in in mainstream politics in this country wants to talk about the cost of the actual medicine and the actual procedures themselves they all want to they, they kind of want to debate about insurance as a, just as as an idea it's 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 odd yeah and I just, I guess I, the, when you talk about debating insurance, the one thing I never get is the argument, and it's usually from the right, I'm not trying to shit on the right, but uh, they usually say like, oh, well, just because something works in Denmark doesn't mean it'll work in America. And it's like, well, it also works in fucking, you know, like 90% of the developed world. And what do you mean it won't work here? You just don't want to try. You, you just, yeah, it's kind of pessimistic. Yeah, you're... <laughs> it's like... 
it works in every country in Europe. It works in Canada. It works other places. Japan, you know, like, oh, but it never works. So are you saying they're all better than us? Is that what you're saying? Here's, here's an argument I never liked either. I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the podcast is uh, I've heard, again, I'm shitting on the right and I don't mean to. The right wing always says, well, if you can cap doctors' salaries, you know, if you if you take away the for-profit, and, and I'm just talking about the doctor's salaries here, not the $100 aspirin. But if you tell a doctor he can't make a million dollars a year performing surgery, that he can only make $100,000 a year, well, we're going to lose talent. They always say that when it comes to CEOs and companies moving overseas. Right. But the doctor's salaries isn't what's driving the costs up. Well, I'm just saying you know? that, that they, they say that they always say you'll lose talent. And I, I, yeah, I'm only arguing that one aspect because it's bullshit. Because what doctor is going to say, you know what, I'm not making enough in America, I'm going to go to England, shit, wait, um, okay, I'm going to go to India, no, fuck, god damn it, uh, can't, it doesn't work that way, so then when they say... Well, no, I don't think they're worried about losing talent in the sense of, like, doctors are going to straight up put in their two weeks notice tomorrow, I, I think they're talking about more in terms of decade after decade are the best and the brightest people going to go into medicine or are they going to go into business? You know what I'm saying? I think, I think that's what they're talking about. But what I'm saying is that capping the actual doctor's salary, like their salaries are not what's making healthcare insanely expensive. It's how much the drugs and shit cost. No, I know, I know, but they, they try and factor that in because part of uh, controlling right. healthcare But it's, is... it's a dumb argument because that doesn't have that much to do with why healthcare is expensive, man. And, and a lot of why the doctors need to charge so much is because of their insurance. Well, no, it's, it's in part of their insurance, but a lot of it is their student bills because that's how it becomes all-encompassing right. is if you if you... If you have education that is affordable, then you have people that would never have a ch that have the desire to be a doctor, but do not have the financial resources to be a doctor. You could have them study and try and become doctors. They have the opportunity, and then yeah, if they're only earning a hundred thousand dollars a year as a doctor, and I say only in quotes because that'd be great for some people. You know, they they don't have the insurance and or the loans burdening them, and they can because I saw a study on that in England where they're like, oh, I'm a doctor. I make, you know, 100,000 pounds a year. And they're like, oh, but American doctors make 500,000. It's like, yeah, but I don't have the loans and I don't have the worry. I live a very nice life as a doctor and I always wanted right, to be a doctor. Right. So I don't think you'd lose the talent there either if you uh, cap it. I'm just, I, well, I'm I know not, that the I'm not main in favor focus. of capping their salary. Look, doctors should be fucking rich, man. But it, like a doctor's salary is not what makes our, our health care so no, expensive. No, no, I know. So I'm that's just, an insane I'm just, argument. I'm just, it is an insane argument. I'm just taking arguments I've heard and sort of combating them. I'm not because they're they're basically doing the same thing as as anybody who is sort of in favor of those corn subsidies where they go what about the small time family farmer who it's like no that's not who most of that's going towards it's going towards a bunch of like billionaires and shit who own a bunch of well not billionaires but you, you know like millionaires who who own just massive fields you know what acres and acres and acres of that shit like that's that's who's getting most of that it's not the small time family farmer Who's doing that? They're they're growing crops that aren't even covered under subsidies for the most part. So, uh, you know, that's that's not who's getting it. So they're, they're, it's so, sort of like the guy that they're propping up as the well, this guy's gonna get fucked over if we don't, like. No, that's not that that that's not what's what's causing what's going on here. You know. Well, let, let's take that and go sideways back to the uh, tax bill and uh, part of it, I believe, the estate tax. Um, I read an article about Iowa 
where uh, asshole Senator Chuck Grassley can go fuck himself, piece of shit human being, uh, voted for this tax bill. And he said that, you know, it was going to help Midwestern farmers or Iowa farmers. And then they did a study and it basically helped four wealthy farmers in the state right. or something absurd. Right. Like it, it did not apply to so many people, but it really, really helped the four you know, ultra rich mega corporation farmers, if if you want to call it that. And it was it's insane that that's how shit gets passed is 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 by still after all these years believing in trickle down economics that you give all the money to the wealthy and then what they don't want, the breadcrumbs fall from the table down to the poor. Well, and I mean, there there is something to uh, allowing the private sector to expand, but you have to do it in a way where you're you're sort of regulating the loopholes otherwise it's just going to end up in those guys offshore banks accounts and it's just not really going to go back into the economy it's i sort of look at it like capitalism is is a uh is a mighty stallion that can do a lot of shit but you kind of got you need to have government um to sort of rein it in and put it on a track and keep it in the race otherwise it's just fucking running all over the place and it's not helping anybody except for you know like the couple of people who are who are happen to be on top of that stallion. That's that's it. Yeah, I mean the the biggest one of the biggest lies you get. Like it's sold. not an either or, like a government or private. It's it's like they kind of both need to work together. Yeah, because one of the biggest lies we've been sold is that the the market will regulate itself, and it's like no, it really doesn't. I mean that's that's right. The market will try and get away with whatever the fuck it can until people find out, and then they'll just try and. It happened with Apple. Um, I don't remember the exact story, but a couple of years ago, they, they got busted hiding money overseas and it became this big thing. And they're like, oh, we can never do that. I think it was the Panama Papers, possibly. Yeah. And uh, then they said, oh, my God, we're so sorry. We got busted. Ha 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 ha. And then with the last round of papers, I can't remember what this last section was, uh, but that happened again, a second set of Panama Papers from a different country. And they discovered that after they got busted, Apple just took all their money and hit it somewhere else is is you know they they took it and just sort of moved it they didn't reinvest yeah. it they didn't put it back into america they didn't pay taxes on it they just went oh you caught us with our bank in the cayman islands now we're going to put it in a corporate headquarter fictional corporate p.o box in ireland right because they have no tax yeah oh speaking of uh papers getting leaked i i just saw the movie the post with uh tom hanks oh i've heard been hearing good things uh, tell tell us go ahead yeah, it's in Meryl Streep. It was yeah. it was good, man. Uh, the only thing I thought was kind of weird about the movie is it spe- now it gives a lot of credit to Daniel Ellsberg and and the New York Times, but it really spends most of the time glorifying the Washington Post. Which I'm not saying that what they did wasn't ballsy. I'm just saying it's it, it they didn't spend most of the time glorifying. Not the guy who did the leaks, who like straight up stole papers from the Pentagon and risked going to prison for the rest of his life. Not the first paper to release those papers, but the second paper to release those papers. Oh, see, <laughs> I didn't like, know that. I didn't know the Washington yeah. Post was second. Was, yeah, what are you saying? Like some obscure yeah. paper in Nebraska released it first, and then the Post went, well, should we do it too? Who was the first? It was, it was the New York Times. Now, the Washington Post, I think, had more of the papers because <laughs> oh, they okay. they... They basically, I mean, there was like 4,000 of these things, so you kind of have to, the first article sort of sums it up, and then, and then you know, you release more and more 
But yeah, they they came out with it, and then all the other papers released them as well. And but so why, that, that's kind of what made them drop the charges. Did they say in the article why the Post got all the credit? Just because they had more, and the New York Times sort of got like, hey, we, we were here first? Because I never knew that. I always thought the no, Post No, New York was Times the got the credit. I'm just saying the movie was all about the oh. Post. Okay, that's fine. Which, if you, they were the second ones. That, they kind of led the, the charge of the people who stood up and said, I am Spartacus, basically. You know, uh, if you prosecute the New York Times, got it, got fuck it, got you, it, got we got, got them got too. They kind I mean, so there was, you know, oh, we should probably throw a spoiler alert on the beginning of that. You know what I mean? But still, I mean, it's kind of no, common shouldn't. It's historical. It's like the yeah, Titanic. Yeah. It's literally like, it's wait, true. it sank? You know, or yeah, or the yeah. one we always go back to. And I, with your, your old ex-girlfriend from years ago, that didn't what did you, Mandela that. was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell the listeners yeah, I was, that don't know. I love this one. All right. So I went and uh, I, I went over to to this was years ago. I there was this lady I was seeing, and I I went into her apartment, and she had rented a DVD back when people could still rent those. I was gonna say that gives um, you a little timestamp right there. Yeah, yeah. This is a while ago, and it was actually toward the tail end of it. it was it was very uncommon to rent DVDs, and I was like, wow, she rented a DVD. That's well, that's probably the last time that's ever going to happen. But, tradition. Uh, We're back to yeah. tradition. Yeah, back to the tradition. <laughs> well, that was one tradition I kind of liked. You know, I, I, I kind of miss Blockbuster. But this, this is from one of those. You remember those little stands, the, like the red, red boxes? Box, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This was after all the uh, all the movie stores were gone, you know, like the horse and buggy. And all that remained was those little kiosks. But, uh, yeah, so she rented Mandela. And it was in the middle of it. And I had, I started watching, and I was like, no, no, don't remind it, but but yeah, I, I wouldn't mind watching this again. I've already seen it, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind watching it again. It's a good movie. But then I realized I hadn't seen this movie. I'd seen, do you, you remember the one with Morgan Freeman about about the rugby team? Yeah, yeah, and, and this was the one with Idris Elba. Yeah, 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 this is yeah, this is with the guy from the wire. Yeah, and so I I told her I was like, oh, I mean, you don't have to remind her or nothing, but I, I just realized that uh, this guy's younger. This is about Mandela when he was younger. I only saw the other movie about Mandela that takes place when he's older after he gets out of prison. And she looks at me and goes, "He gets out of prison? Why did you tell me that? You ruined the end of my movie." <laughs> I'm like, what the... I, I thought she was playing with me at first, but no, she had no idea. And, like, this lady used to be a lawyer. She was, like, a former, like, lawyer. And I'm like, wow, anybody who ever got convicted while she was a lawyer, I think should get should get retried automatically. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Get like, the there needs to be down. a Making I, a Murder documentary made about this. Like, did you know there's attorneys that didn't know that Mel, Nelson Mandela got out of prison? Yeah, our lawyers suck. They should all be retried. He only became president of South Africa, not like anyone would notice that. Um, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> so no spoiler alert on the post, because everyone should know what happened, uh, or at least Fair have a, a sort of yeah. inference of it. But uh, let's do a slight spoiler alert as we sign off here. Uh, Jake, have you seen the new Star Wars? No, I haven't had time yet. Don't do it. Don't do a spoiler alert. I will watch it before the next episode. I swear. Okay, well, here, here's the spoiler that I'll give you: is it's it's not really good. It's not oh, okay. very good I'll, I'll at all. I'll accept that. Did you have you have you heard that rumbling? Like I've heard two camps. Some people are defending the right, hell out I've, of it, and saying it's different. great, and yeah. other people are saying like this sucks. I hate fucking. They they ruined Star Wars. I'm never gonna. It's neither one of those. It's it's sure. okay. It's watchable, but the problem I had with it is I went in, I wanted to see a great movie, and I saw an okay movie. Like it doesn't suck, but it's just not good. Like you it know, let and, me and down. the thing is, is I I feel like 
it's tougher for this one to be good than it was for episode seven to be good because episode seven was coming off the back of those three horrible ones that they produced yes. like 10, 15 years ago. And this one's coming off the back of Rogue One. And exactly. Rogue One was fucking great. Rogue well, One, and I'll seven put that was right good. underneath so se- the original three. I Same here. Well, I put it above Return of the Jedi because it was better. So that's the problem is here you had episode seven, which played to nostalgia and was good and everybody liked. And then you had Rogue One, which was just fantastic. And this feels like a step back. And we can talk about it after you see it. But my problem, there are people that are talking about storylines and whether or not they like what they did with Luke Skywalker's character and blah, blah, blah. The thing that ruined it for me is not the story. I thought everything they, they did was pretty good. It just kept getting ruined by little moments in the film that were like, well, if you had taken that out, like you might, we'll talk about it in depth next week. We'll sign off here. But basically, if they had cut 20 to 30 minutes out of yeah. the film, it would have been great. But there are just some stupid, stupid moments that you're like, you know, you're really taking what could be a great film and fucking it up. So Yeah, that's... I heard it would be going well. And then they would they, they would be on their way to whatever battle they were going to, and they would open a bedroom door, and they would find Jar Jar Binks sucking off an Ewok. And they'd be like, why do you, you got to show this? And then they would just show Jar Jar Binks and Ewok sex for like 10, 15 was, minutes at a time. Well, not 10, 15 minutes, but it was more like uh, uh, eyes wide shut. Or Actually, no, I take that back. I, I got it confused. It's more like that scene in The Shining where – where, you know, Nicholson stumbles across ghosts doing things where, you know, they just sort of, if you remember those scenes where it's just sort of momentary, like, oh, well, that's odd. Why did we need yeah, to see Jar Jar really, fucking Yeah, and they didn't really explain it. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Except in The Shining, it's supposed to be creepy and odd, but in Star Wars, it just doesn't work. But either way, all right, yeah. we'll talk about Star Wars next week. Jake will oh, go see also, it. Oh, let also, let me plug a little something on here. Uh, plug, plug, Have you plug. heard about MoviePass? Yeah, my buddy, I, I know two people that have it. My it's one buddy great. has it, and he Just got it loves the fuck out of it. He he goes to see a movie every day. He's a teacher. Uh, he's a principal, actually. And on Christmas break, he's been seeing everything. He texted me the other day asking, I really don't want to see father figures, but I'm bored and it's free. Because, yeah. like, yeah, it's 9 bucks a month, whereas movie tickets are 15 bucks. Dude, I saw a great movie and then actually rewatched it with with Amy because the one we were going to see was sold out and I was like, yeah, I could I could watch this one again. Shape of the Water, man. Oh yeah, the Guillermo del Toro film. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It's uh it's a romance film. It's a deep romance movie about a uh a disabled woman who can't talk, but she still somehow manages to sleep with a half-man, half-fish mutant. I didn't think they could make that work. You know what I'm saying? If anybody can, the director of Hellboy can. Absolutely. I thought, you know, live-action, soft-core hentai porn. This is only... It's not going to get me choked up. You know what I'm saying? But I loved it. It changed my whole outlook on on interspecies relations, you know? I used to be one of you bigots out there who, uh, who thought that people should only fuck people. Well, it's it's not interspecies, but now you have some insight into uh, you know your Chihuahua trying to fuck a Saint Bernard. It's it's the same species, but it's different breeds. It's 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 kissing cousins. It's it's not the same thing as the Shape of Water, but you've got some insight. No, right, watch watch the watch the film. That was definitely not human. Um, she was definitely committing. Yeah, yeah. What uh, I used to refer to as bestiality, but now I refer. <laughs> now I realize that bestiality is the N word of interspecies relations. <laughs> so I don't say that shit anymore. That's the B word. I don't say the B word. 
There we I'm go. woke now. You know what I'm saying? There was a guy in the 30s who thought that people should only fuck people. His name was Hitler. I fuck fish now. I fuck fish now, listeners. Just like uh, Kanye West. Yeah. South Park episode. All right, so next week, um, listeners, let's do a teaser. We've never talked about what we're going to talk about next week. Jake, come up with your uh, all the films you saw in the year, um, and let's just do like a top ten or in order the top three or whatever. Let's let's talk movies next week. Oh, dude, they're basically all going to be from this week or last week. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong <laughs> because with of this that. movie pass. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll hit kids. it hard, man. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and uh, to oh, and there's my son making noise in the background. Maybe Dino Dan is over. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoy the new song. Let us know what you think. Oh, uh, AntarGoodwin.com. That's if, if you want more about, if you like the song and thought it was catchy, oh, nice. go visit uh, him, AntarGoodwin.com. He's the guy. Oh, also, the I have I have a relationship podcast now where we do, uh, um, we, uh, we take relationship questions. It's called The Love Gurus. But yeah, yeah, check that out, too. There you go. Google The Love Gurus with Jake and uh, who? Jake and who? And uh, Freddie G and Peter Bandick. There you go. All right, kids, thanks for tuning in. Later.